Sometimes the most important stuff can get overlooked because maybe it's not sexy. It's not as exciting as some other stuff, the bright, shiny objects. But the tried and true basics often are exactly what you need to grow your business quickly. If you have a fucked up foundation that's off, it's hard to build anything meaningful on top of it. So today we're gonna to talk about how to turn your database into a gold mine, okay? How to get the dollars out of your database and we're bringing on Ricardo Bueno from Follow Up Boss to do that. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses, I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 221 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. I am an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah. For anyone just joining us for the first time, this is the Massive Agent Podcast. So you're in for a treat. Today is no different. We have Ricardo Bueno from Follow Up Boss coming on the show to talk about how to turn your database into dollars. This is, uh, it, look, he gets super tactical and very specific with you. So get ready to like push pause and rewind it a little bit because you're going to want to write down the exact verbiage of some of these email responses and text responses and drip campaigns. He's just going to lay it out like, hey, if you want to accomplish this, say these things, do this, send this email, send this text. They have all the data. Like, Follow-up boss is the top CRM in the industry that all the major producers, teams, brokerages, they're all using follow-up boss. And so they have, follow-up boss has all this data of what works. And he's going to share some of that insight with us today. And uh, even though the, the concept of mining your database, turning your database into dollars may not sound sexy, I promise you the end result is very sexy. Very, very sexy indeed. So this is a great episode. Guys, uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. Uh, this show is really meant to help agents to scale, to become more profitable, to see other business models that are possible, and, and to, to help you grow a meaningful business that that helps you accomplish whatever it is you wanna do, whether that's becoming more profitable, spending more time with your family, working less, making more, all of that's possible, but you need to have the perspective. You need to actually understand what's possible in order to do that. And that's what this podcast is all about. Yes, we go into marketing tactics. Yes, we talk about social media. Yes, we talk about mindset, of course. Uh, and all of those things all go into helping you to become a more profitable agent who maybe you sell more homes, but maybe you sell fewer homes, but make more money. What is the end goal for you? You need to define that. And this show will help you do that. So guys, super, super, super fun interview today with the head of partnerships over at Follow Up Boss. If you guys have been listening for a while, Follow Up Boss has been a partner of ours for, for months. Okay, They're, They've been a partner, they've been supporting the podcast, which in turn, they've been supporting you and you guys have been supporting them back by you know trying out their free trials, which by the way, you can get a 30-day free trial, massiveagentpodcast.com slash followupboss. If you want to do that, totally free. They don't even ask for a credit card, which is amazing. But today, Ricardo, I asked him to come on because, I mean, Follow Up Boss is this amazing resource for agents. They have so much data from so many of the industry's top players, like most of them. Most of the industry's top players are all using Follow Up Boss, and so that's where all the big data is. And uh, and I asked Ricardo, I was like, hey, do you what are you seeing? Like can you share what's working, what isn't, what should agents who are just starting off in their journey as a realtor, what do they need to know? How about agents that are kind of stuck uh, or plateaued as a solo agent and they're just trying to grow into a team? What do they need to know? What do they need to do? And he agreed to, to just open the playbook, to open the kimono, so to speak, and show you what's working and give you specifics. And near the end of the episode, he gets very specific. So you're going to want to take notes. You're going to want to push pause and and uh, write down exactly what he says because it's pure gold. You guys are in for a hell of a treat today. So let's jump into the interview right now with Ricardo Bueno from Follow Up Boss right now. All right, guys, I'm here with Ricardo Bueno, the head of partnerships over at Follow Up Boss, somebody that I look up to. He has a, a ton of a ton of data, if you will, <laughs> that uh, you know he's 
he hasn't always been at follow-up boss so he was working with agents before and what we're going to be talking about today turning your database into dollars is uh you know we were talking off off camera before we started recording about just what a common issue it is to overlook this gold mine that you're already sitting on and so we're going to help you mine that gold mine and and refocus on that so ricardo welcome to the massive agent podcast my friend how's it going it's going great man thanks thank you it's uh, awesome to be here Thank you. Thank you. No, this, this is cool. And, uh, you know, you and I have known each other since before you were at follow up boss and, you know, obviously follow up boss is a partner of ours here at the podcast and that's been amazing, but I'm excited just to, to talk a little bit more about the database. Okay. The, it, it's something that isn't, it isn't <laughs> we, sexy. We all, it's not, we all know we need one. <laughs> we all know we need one. Some agents don't have one or it's just like a word doc or an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> or, or they use realty juggler or some random CRM. Cool. Um, but what are you seeing? Like, it, let's start at the beginning, my friend. Like what, why are we talking about databases instead of like better TikTok videos, something <laughs> sexy? <laughs> That's funny. It's funny that you say, talking about my database or talking about databases isn't sexy because you're right it's not when we talk about or think about technology when we talk about you know forward thinking or yeah forward thinking marketing campaigns i think the thing is you don't need to spend thousands or or you know tons of tens of thousands of dollars to do good marketing you right. don't to become uh to develop a brand and to become authority in your market you, you just fundamentally don't need to do that it's great if you have the funds to do that, but you don't need to do that. I think that um, a lot of the best realtors, a lot of really good realtors, are are just brilliant at the basics. Yes. And and one of those items of being brilliant at the basics is having a a strong, sturdy sort of d- database that you continue to nurture over and over and over again and over time. Um, I think, like you had said, we we met. It's it's been a long career for me. It's been about. 11 going on 12 years in the industry so it's kind of wild to think about yeah um my first crm was act if you guys remember that if you all listening remember remember a crm called act i don't i haven't even heard of that. <laughs> um it's it's old school and you know it's been an interesting career I've, I've worked at a lot of software companies um and for me it's always been not just an an, an issue of like soft it, my teaching style is not just this is how you use the tool. It's this is why this tool is important. Here's how you leverage it in your arsenal to develop like an all-encompassing marketing strategy. Um, and I think that's how you need to think about technology. I think a lot of people ask, well, what's the best tech stack? Answering that question is so elusive because you know we don't all run our businesses the same way. Right. The way agent A runs his business is not the same way agent B runs his business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What you have to do is like when you're analyzing your tech stack is, is kind of assess how is it that you run your business and then mold leveraging that technology around, you know, your processes and procedures, if that makes sense. But but one of the things that I always did when I went on appointments um, and at my previous role, one of my previous roles, you know, my job was to go out in the field, meet one on one with agents, uh, analyze their tech stack and come up with a system to to basically get them to implement in their market to get better at doing what they do. And so one of the questions that I always started with was instead of trying to spend, you know, thousands of dollars to to generate leads, let's focus on the low-hanging fruit. Let's focus on the stuff that we already have. And most people have been in the business for 4 years, 6, you know, 8 years, a, a, a decade selling real estate. So the question I had was, was well, the low-hanging fruit is all of your past clients. What are you doing to, to, to nurture them and convert them into repeat and referral business? And one of the ways that you follow up with your past clients is you look at your database and you just kind of assess, what am I doing to, to touch and nurture all of my past clients to turn them into brand advocates that are really going to refer me, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the questions I would always ask is... Um, you know, all right, Dustin, let's let's take a look. Um, how big is your database and what are you doing to manage it? And it's always this like embarrassing, ha ha ha, good question, Ricardo. I know I should have one, but I don't. Yes. 
or I've been in the business for a decade. Uh, this is my database. <laughs> like, awesome. It's amazing that you've been doing like, you know, four transactions a month and you've been doing it for a decade. But, you know, that's why we um, I've met realtors that plateau at their production level and they can't get past that production level year over year over year. And when you look, it's because we're not doing anything to, to, to you know, delegate busy work to automation and, and, and leverage technology and really leverage our database. So um, I think we we're talking off air. The, the last year I was at my previous role, I went on close to, if not more than 400 one-on-one appointments. And all of those one-on-one appointments started with, let's look at your tech stack and tell me about your database. How do you manage your database? And eight times out of 10, it was always this embarrassing, I know I should have one, but I don't. Or I use whatever system was given to me by the MLS, or I use whatever system was provided to me by my broker. I have an Excel spreadsheet, but it just sits there. (laughs) I need help actively managing it because I don't know what to do with it. Right. And and I think that's just it. If you give me an agent who has 3,000 leads in his database leave me alone for like 24 hours, we'll run a nurturing campaign or a re-engagement campaign to start to nurture that database before I recommend let's turn around and spend, you know, three grand on generating new leads. You can throw money at generating new leads, but if you don't fix the foundation of what's wrong with your process, you're just going to be in the same place 30, 60, 90 days from now. thousand percent. So 3,000, that's a big database, right? Um you know, I've, I've, uh, from when I first got into real estate, I've learned that if you have 200 people in your database, (laughs) you can make a good living off 200 people. Yeah. If you have a system and a process, right? So, um, what, since you're at follow-up boss and you can kind of see behind the scenes, you know, what, what are some of the best practices you're seeing? Like how, if somebody has a small database, you know, uh, what should they be doing versus somebody who does have 3000 in their database? Or is it the same thing? Like, speak to that a little bit. I think I think it's so depending on, you know, who you coach with, and there's a lot of different coaches in our industry. um, They always say sphere of influence. So you may have that many contacts in your database, but how many of them would recognize you by name if you walked into the grocery store? Great question. So, so those, the, the ones that would recognize you by name, if you walked into the grocery store, like, Hey, Dustin, what's up, man? Good to see you. Those are people that are within your immediate sphere of influence. So you may have 3000 contacts in your database, but the ones that recognize you by name are, you know, 20, right. Or, or 50 or a hundred, your goal should be to nurture those 50 or a hundred and to turn more of those contacts into sphere of influence. So what I tell agents, it's like, it's not your job to convert a lead into a transaction. It's your job to convert a lead into a, a sphere of influence contact. Mm. Develop that that sort of, um, there's always this trust gap that exists. That lead, we call online leads, we call them button pushers and form fillers because they're filling out information, not just on your website. They're filling out information on about a thousand other websites. Right. The problem is we have no... Um, we have no like sense of delayed gratification. We want to take that lead and turn it into a commission check. So, so one of my top producers once told me, "This business is actually easy, Ricardo. We tend to overcomplicate it." The the I think that you know what I try to tell the new realtors that I recruit is this business is easy. It's just meet and talk to people. Uh, yeah, meet and talk to people, nurture the relationship, and then close the transaction or negotiate the sale. It's that, it's that middle part that gets a little bit messy, the nurture of the relationship. We often want to skip that part because we're trying to close the sale. Right. And we're not listening to, to the things that the prospect is really saying. They're, they're not saying no. They're just saying, okay, yes, but I have these concerns. Help me address these concerns, and then I'll, know, and then I'll trust that you're the resource that can help me with this transaction. Or it's, uh, it's not no, it's just not right now. Well, why is it not right now? Is there a certain life event that they're waiting for and putting off, um, so they have to wait till after summer, son's graduation, or something? Right. Um, it, it's that. It's it's again that that nurture the relationship that becomes a messy middle that we end up dropping the ball on because well, this lead didn't want to close. Let me move on to the next one. So, I think that all of our best agents, again, they're just brilliant at the basics. They practice the fundamentals, right? 
So every lead that comes in, is it's what am I doing to narrow that trust gap that exists to, to you know, am I putting them on an action plan? Am I, um, th- there was a study that was done, I, I forget the name of the, the company, but it was like six, practicing six times equals success. Your chances of converting a, a lead into a customer increase dramatically the more you try to reach out and connect with them. So are you trying to call them once, twice, and then giving up? Or are you practicing this this mantra of six times equals success? Um, I think that our best agents have a really good process for following up with leads. They have a really good process for asking qualifying questions. And then they have a really good process for automating that nurture process, not just for the immediate short term, but for the long term. So it's putting them on a long-term, long-term group campaign. Well, let's talk about that um, because... It's a question that I get asked quite a bit is, okay, I have this list. I have my <laughs> database. And especially with newer agents, you know, we tell them just go write down everybody that you know, like put them all on a list and whether that's social media or whatever, just who do you know? Like who's your, your database? And then the next question naturally is, okay, <laughs> what now, do what? I, now what? What do I do? What do I say? Yeah. And, and this is where I think, this is where we overcomplicate it and overthink it. And, and possibly spread ourselves way too thin with, you know, weekly written newsletters and like, you know, all this other <laughs> stuff. Um, but look, all of it works. Everything works and nothing doesn't. But what are you seeing that's like the tried and true, whether it's a drip campaign or, you know, a drip, campaign, drip campaign combined with something else? What should you be doing once you have your list? What's the next step? That's a that's a. That's a tough question, and I can go a couple of different ways with this one. But I think the biggest challenge, is, yes, it's true. A lot of times we get stuck because we don't know what to say next, or we don't know what comes next. What's really happening is just uh, is fear. Fear is stopping us in our tracks from what to say because we're afraid of sounding dumb if we say the wrong thing, or we're afraid of rejection. This business, the business of sales, is rejection. <laughs> Right. It's getting comfortable with re- with the rejection and and then practicing and doing so many at bats that you know you start to hit those home runs. But if you don't put in the reps, if you don't put in the practice, then you're not going to overcome that hump, and that and that hump is always there. Um, I had met a few years ago. I met this brand new agent, and um, her coach had recommended. Um, I forget the context of the whole story, but. Uh, she brought it up as a way to encourage other agents in the room. She's like, hey, this stuff actually works. And it's just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Here's what my coach asked me to do. And here's what I did. And I think it was right around like Thanksgiving, December. So November, December. Um, she was just getting licensed or she had just gotten licensed or, or, or whatever. She had just passed the real estate exam. And she was practicing going out on a listing appointment. Now, she's never sold a house. She's a brand new agent. She's like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to go and just get a listing? That makes no sense. Why would you hire me? So what she did is um, she regularly went to church. So she went to to a church uh, one weekend, and she reached out to a group of people that, you know, friends and, and acquaintances that she's met in church. And she said, hey, so my coach challenged me to go on 20 listing appointments, just mock listing appointments. So that I can practice. Um, I just got my real estate license. I'm joining this awesome real estate brokerage. And, you know, I want to get good. And the only way for me to get good is to really stumble and fall, you know, fall flat on my face until I get better. So can I come over to your house later today and just practice? And then you can coach me and give me feedback. What did I do well? What did I do not so well? And would you have chosen me to be your agent based on, you know, my listing presentation? So she said she went on about 14 of those. You know, 14 people said yes, come by uh, later today or come by, you know, Tuesday after dinner, whatever. She said 14 people said yes. And by the time she got to number seven, that couple was like, hey, you did such an awesome job. We actually are thinking of listing our house and you did so great. We want you to, we want to list it with you. (laughs) I love it. It was awesome. Like, it's amazing. And I think part of the lesson that it teaches is that people want to see you succeed. So, so don't be afraid to share your story with friends. Don't be afraid to share your story with colleagues. Don't be afraid uh, basically just to share everything that you're doing because people want to see you succeed. Like think of somebody who doesn't want to see you succeed. I, I just can't come up with it. Right. 
Um, so, so it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and then, and then um, creating a sort of marketing campaign out of that and, and reaching out to your database, your contact, letting them know what you're working on, et cetera, et cetera. The thing beyond that, I think, is, is finding ways to deliver um, items of value. What are you doing to deliver value to your database? Saying things like writing a weekly newsletter, not going to knock it. Um, so I got started in this industry right before the subprime market collapse. And I used to write two to three articles per... I used to do the boring stuff. I would uh, cold call on farm books, if you remember those. I would get a big farm package delivered by my uh, our title company, and I would just flip through it, and it was the most boring thing ever. I would literally pound the phone for... Uh, talk to people, see if they were interested in getting lower interest rate. It was brutal. Um, the next thing I would do is like, well, I don't want to do this. I want to... Um, build a website and get in front of people that way because this stuff, hammering through the phone and cold calling, like not for me. What I did was I wrote two to three articles a week called um, Los Angeles Mortgage Rates Report and then the date. And then I would talk about what's happening on the economic calendar that's going to impact mortgage rates. Should you lock or float your rate? Here's pricing on a 5-1 arm, a 30-year fix, et cetera, et cetera, subject to prequalification, of course. And I would publish that, again, two to three times a week on my website. And then I would go out and um, do these uh, lunch and learns. I would do lunch and learns that I would promote to consumers, but I would also do lunch and learns that I would promote to realtors and realtor partners. Um, and it was funny because I was so young then, and realtors would tell me, go get some experience, then come talk to me, or no thanks, I already have an in-house lender. But I'd gotten so good at, uh, at doing the marketing um, and I was getting calls off of strangers that I that I met from my website because my website started ranking on page one of Google for the phrase Los Angeles mortgage rates. Mm. Um, the the lesson in all of this is you have to know your numbers. You have to know your market. You have to know your market inside and out. Um, every time you go out on a listing appointment, you're interviewing against two, four, six other agents that are, you know, or against four or five other agents that are two, four, six years your senior. So you got to look the part, you got to talk the part, and every single piece of marketing collateral that you're delivering needs to say, dang, this guy really knows the market better than each and every one of those agents. So do you send a templated you know, stock newsletter that it, because you want to scratch something off your list? Like, there's a marketing activity. I got this. I shipped it. <laughs> like right. I got this one done for the week. Or with the recipe you, in it. With, with the, the recipe, recipe in it, right? Yes. Or do you do you find other ways to deliver items of value? So like, one of the way, one of the biggest ways and most profitable ways for a lot of a lot of my clients and one of my previous roles of delivering this item of value is if you're farming a specific neighborhood um, and you're doing your. Uh, there's a local print company here that's been in the business for, I think, 17 years. And they have this uh, eight-week, eight-touch campaign. And they they send out just listed, just sold, and, and it's a series of postcards that goes out every week because consistency breeds that, that sort of uh, brand recognition and trust, right? Yes. Um, what was I going to say? With, with, with these postcards, on the back of the postcard, it's kind of like, it's, it's that peel effect, like the postcard's peeling. It's a website, and it says, want to know what your home is worth? Go to ricardoshomevalues.com, hmm. right? So you get some of these leads that, that they do because the neighbor's house just sold for 50000 above asking or 100000 above asking how crazy this market is. Right. Um, they, they're curious. They want to know, well, heck, how much would I get for mine? So they fill out this form. Maybe that form is a homebot form, Right. So now you've got them on an automated drip campaign and you're delivering this this home uh, monthly digest that says, you know, your home value has been updated for 123 Main Street. The way I would think about am I delivering value is one of the one of the scripts that we use 30 days after you put them on HomeBot or 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 my list report or HomeBeat or any number of these tools that are out there. The tool itself doesn't matter. It's that you're delivering some item of value. And, and people want to know what their home is worth. Like, believe me, they do. Yes. Um, they check it the way they check their checking account balance or the way they check their stock price on whatever stock they own. Um, it's, it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, it's sticky. 
30 days after that, what we do is we send out um, an email blast. So if you're in, in a system like Follow Boss or whatever CRM you're using, you just pull up a segment that says, show me all of my contacts who are you know, getting a monthly home value update. And then you can send a, a bulk email blast to each of those contact records. And the email would say, um, hey, hey, Dustin, you've been getting my, my free wealth building tool, HomeBot. I imagine you looked at it and thought, well, my home is worth way more than this. Well, here's what you need to know. Realtors and uh, tools like Zillow and worse, other real estate professionals are using tools like this to figure out your home's value as well. But for a home like yours, technology isn't enough. You need human expertise and storytelling to inspire people to see your home's value beyond the algorithm. If you'd like an expert human valuation of your home, reply to this email and we'll take care of the rest. That's gold. And it's like, that that's solid, right? Because yeah. if you would like an expert human valuation of your home, reply to this email and, t- and we'll take care of the rest. It's that's what I tell people too. You just taught them thousand percent. work, you know? A thousand percent, a thousand percent. What I tell people, most people get stuck on, well, how accurate is the value? The accuracy of the value doesn't matter. doesn't matter because for how many years have people been looking at, what's the one place people would always look at to see what their home is worth? Zestimate or county records. (laughs) Yeah. Good Lord. Right, right. So every time you go on a listing appointment, what was the single biggest objection you would always get? Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great, Ricardo, but Zillow says my house is worth X amount more. Right. So the accuracy of the value doesn't matter. You're just shifting the conversation. I was almost going to say shipping. You're just shifting the conversation um, and really just educating them, like you said, on how the process actually works. Um, so, so it's just thinking through. You have to think through, how am I going to be strategic? How am I going to shift people's perception whether it's faulty or it's not, uh, but but really, how am I going to educate them and, and deliver some value there to put my foot or to give myself an opportunity just to get my foot in the door, get my foot in the door to, and set myself up to have a conversation with this prospect. That's what this is. It, I, there was so much gold in, in that, <laughs> uh, you know, specific verbiage on, on a follow-up email and all that stuff um, that could also be a video that you do that all of a sudden mm-hmm. shows up in their newsfeed if you learn some retargeting or, or do a bomb bomb video or whatever. But the, you know, you just showed that they just have to start, right? It, yep. I think so many agents are thinking, okay, well, I need to hit a home run every single time. No, and they're don't. trying to figure out how, how all that works. So then they don't even do the first step. They don't, yep. they're not just like, the, there's a lot of agents who have never announced that they are realtors to their database. Correct. Correct. They, they, they never launched properly. Correct. That maybe you've been an agent for eight years and you've never actually introduced yourself as a real <laughs> estate agent to your database yet. Correct. There's basics that you do and then it leads to the next thing and the next thing. And it's the, it's the combination of all of it that the right people filter through. Correct. So you just gave some great perspective that hopefully you know flips the flips the thinking a little bit with a lot of agents that are trying to just hit home runs all the time but you don't control that you just control creating this funnel and a few different steps and let you just get some people in it and then they will find their way through if they're right and how yep. simple is that yep i mean 100 you gotta have some tools to make it happen but those are simple too you know yeah so Ricardo, let's talk a little bit more through that, uh, l- the tools, for example. So to implement something like what you just mentioned, you mentioned HomeBot, which th- there's a lot of agents on my team that swear by HomeBot. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the credit karma for your, your home's value. <laughs> That's right, right. 100%. It, it, in the consumer's eyes. It, with credit 100%. karma, they're like, hey, your score went up or down this month, and they just get notified every month. Well, HomeBot's like, hey, your home value went up or down. And it yep. has graphs and cool stuff. So many different matter if data accurate. points. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it's matter good. if it's accurate. Not the point. Yes. Yes. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, too. Uh, it should open the door to a conversation where you remind people 
hey, uh, this is just an algorithm telling you what your house is worth. They've never seen inside. <laughs> uh, you should pr- if you want to know how much your home is worth, someone should probably look inside and consider the interior. Correct. Um, so it, it's an opportunity to educate. And uh, it, so what are some of the tools needed to implement something like this? So, I mean, I mean, your everything should start with your CRM. Every single marketing activity that you do should start with your CRM. So when I when I said in my previous role, I went on like 400 appointments. That was in one year. That's not including wow. that's not including classes. I would do about eight to 12 classes a month. Uh, during the pandemic, a lot of those switched to webinar. So it was virtual. Um, prior to that, it was a lot of like live classes. So um, I live in Orange County, California. And I thought to myself, I, I didn't know this, but I figured out that the local, I think it was Total Wine, will give you free meeting space and free wine tasting if you can put 15 butts in seats. What? That's great. That's that's wild to me. And some of these locations have an amazing, like, um, it looks like a, a freaking conference center, a big projector that pops down, uh, an area for, like, serving food and catering because they do what? They do wine tasting. Yeah. And I was like, wait, you'll you'll give my audience free wine tasting if I just bring them and do a class and you'll give me the room for free. This is amazing. Um, and I would amazing. start. Yeah, it's brilliant. I would start to tell my realtors like, hey, stop hosting lunch and learns at the office and come do them at Total Wine. Um, not the point of any of this story whatsoever. Um, <laughs> well, now we know about Total Wine, which I'm in Utah and I have no clue that, that exists. So that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, the point of this story was that those are a lot of face-to-face meetings and that's a lot of follow-up for me to, to, to do with both the people in my classes and the people that I was meeting one-on-one, right? There's no way that I can manage remembering a conversation that I had or remembering just where to go from there or what the next step would be. So my brain the way the way my brain works and the way i function is um and a mentor taught me this maybe like two years ago it was you need to get yourself to a place if you want growth if you want explosive growth ricardo you need to get to a place where you're operating a hundred percent out of highest and best use of time so how can you automate delegate or delete the stuff that is wasting your time and, and literally what I did was um, when I had baby number one, so I have two kids now, uh, just recently had a baby boy. Nice. Uh, my daughter is a year and eight months. When I had my daughter, I knew that I wanted to take 30 days off um, because that time is invaluable and they just really do grow up so fast. Oh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to spend time and I wanted to spend time with family because this was a... a first kid and you know new life we're gonna be flipped upside down uh and it's just a new journey right i knew that i want to spend more time with family so i hired a personal assistant and what i did was i went through the and and uh different companies will tell you but like a good practice is i i basically went down and i wrote what i'm doing every 10 to 15 minutes uh throughout my day i basically uh wrote down my day I put an asterisk next to the stuff that didn't require my unique skill set, so my brain building a funnel, or my voice, me being on the phone. That's the stuff that I can delegate to the assistant. And so um, one of the other unique talents that I have is one of the first company, software companies I worked at was a company called Diverse Solutions. Um, it was an IDX provider. It had the first uh, indexable WordPress IDX plugin. We had four different versions of our product. I literally wrote uh, all of the product training and documentation for all of our product. It amounted to a little over a hundred like technical documentation, a little over a hundred uh, written and video articles um, that walked you step by step how to implement and do different things with our product. So because my brain thinks that way, what did I do with my assistant? I wrote down an SOP for all of the stuff, a standard operating procedure for all of the stuff that I needed to get done and wanted her to do. And then I created Loom videos to to talk her through the process. So right now, some of that stuff is like building a landing page for a webinar. 
I can do it. I can do it really quickly. But I'm at a point in my career where, you know, should I be doing that? Yes, I love tinkering with building a website, building a funnel, et cetera, et cetera. But I can, my time is better served doing something else. Yes. So I hand that off to my assistant and she has, um, I use Basecamp. She has step-by-step tutorials. Here's how you build the Canva template for the header. Here's how you build the landing page. Here's how you build the opt-in form. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. Blah, 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 blah. And if she ever gets stuck, um, I have the Loom video that says, hey, Stephanie, um, here's what we're going to cover in this video. Here's why we build the funnel this way. Here's why we think of it this way. Here's why we do the steps in this order. Um, If you have any questions or suggestions for how to improve this flow, uh, don't hesitate to get in touch. And so I have so many of those SOPs for so many different redundant parts in my day-to-day. And what did that give me? It gave me more time to spend with my family. Yes. The other the other things that I do is is um, I forget where I read this. I, I follow a, a few. Um, I think it was Doctor Julie Garner, Garner or Gurner. Uh, they call her the uh, Wendy Rhodes of of billions, the real life Wendy Rhodes of billions. If you've ever seen the show Billions. Oh God, yes. I um, love Wendy Rhodes. So she, She's a badass. She, yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. So so this is the real life version uh, of her. And um, I think she posted one day and said, if you have a problem with delegation, you don't, you don't have a problem with delegation. You have trust issues. Yeah. And so, like, for me, it's, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that I was, like, scared to delegate or hand off because I thought to myself, well, only I know how to do this well. That's not true. <laughs> um, turns out my assistant knows how to do a lot of things really well. And even if she's only shipping it at 80% or 90%, like that's better than nothing. Right. And, and that's going to get probably better too, right? There's a thousand percent, a yeah. thousand percent. Not only is she like willing to learn and, and how to troubleshoot and workshop through something, but, but she gets it so, so like nearly hundred percent of the way there. And so over time, like, if, if you have a problem with delegation, you have trust issues, you, you, you kind of do because guess what? There is somebody like you can't afford to delegate this and your business will probably be better off for it a thousand percent. And then the last part is is um, delete, delete the stuff in your workflow or your day that doesn't serve you any purpose. Right. So so going back to the, the point of any of this um, was it was a lot for me to follow up with. So what I did is I basically built, um, in Follow Boss, we call them action plans. I basically built drip campaigns. What I created was I created a form on my website that only I had access to. And then I checked off, okay, had a great meeting with Dustin. We talked about Follow Boss, check. We talked about HomeBot, check. We talked about um, Real Scout because he's using Real Scout to send uh, listing, alert, drip, uh, listing alerts to his clients. And then we talked about a few of these other tools. And for each of those products, I had a drip campaign that said, and it was an educational sequence, hey, Dustin, it was great meeting you today and talking to you about Follow Boss. Here's a recap about here, here's a recap of some of the, the tools that we talked about. And it was Follow Boss, um, HomeBot, um, et cetera, et cetera. Over the next couple of days and weeks, you're going to be getting emails that'll educate you on how to better use these products in your business. If you have any questions along the way, uh, please feel free to reply to any one of these emails or just go to my calendar here and book a follow-up appointment. This way, it was out, um, out of sight, out of mind is the wrong, is the wrong thing, I think. <laughs> but this way, I had a way to, to, to kind of have a legitimate business excuse to be in their inbox. They were opening my emails. I was staying top of mind. I was delivering value, educating them um, all the way up until we scheduled that follow-up appointment. And that follow-up appointment was just an audit of how far along have you gotten with, with follow-up boss? Have you implemented the stuff that I've been teaching you over the last you know few days, weeks? How far along have you gotten with HomeBot, et cetera, et cetera? And I wouldn't let them schedule that follow-up appointment until they uploaded their database to follow boss, until they uploaded their database to HomeBot. And we had some actual data to analyze during our next meeting. Hmm. So... This all sounds great, Ricardo, but um, you know I don't really get it. I'm a realtor. How do like how do I spin this to to make sense for me? It's it's literally the same thing. You're going out and meeting how many dozens of different people, how many dozens of different conversations, how many dozens of different 
you know, scenarios and objections and et cetera, et cetera. And how many times do you lose a listing because you dropped the ball? You forgot to follow up with that person or that buyer who you thought, you know, you were going to get across the finish line all of a sudden went and closed with someone else. Like what the heck happened? (laughs) Right. Um, It's, you need to automate your touch points with each of those different people so that you are um, top of mind constantly. You are delivering value and you are differentiating yourself from those, again, those four or five other people that you're competing with for their business. So for me, if I met somebody at an open house, I'd put them on a drip campaign and, you know, we, we, I think of it as let's get aggressive within that seven day window because what did I say earlier? Uh, online leads or even people at those open houses, they're, they're button pushes and form fillers. They're not just giving your information to you. They're giving it to about 10 or 12 other different people and websites. So I want to get aggressive within that seven day window. My first email might be like, hey, details from 123 Main Street. Hey, Dustin, it was really great meeting you. Um, I wanted to shoot you over the, the listing details for 123 Main Street. You know, it really is a great home, but I understand that great for one person isn't great for every person. So would you like me to send you a list of homes similar to 123 Main Street? If so, just hit reply and let me know. Um, I'll follow up with a text so that you have my uh, my number in case it's easier to call or text. And then you get the text message. And follow boss, you can automate the first uh, text message that goes out. Uh, hey, Ricardo, uh, or hey, Dustin, it's Ricardo. Wanted you to have my phone number in case it's easier to call or text. Feel free to uh, reach out anytime. Talk soon. Next email, uh, in case they don't respond, is uh, something like, not yet, question mark. Hey, Dustin, maybe once at the Main Street isn't the right home for you. So can you tell me a little bit more about your dream home? How many beds are you looking for? How many baths? Are you looking for a specific feature like a big swimming pool for those awesome summer barbecues? Um, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, uh, most portals out there only have about 60 to 70 percent of the listings as a local real estate professional i have access to 100 percent of the listings straight from the mls including some off-market properties too whatever the case uh just want you to know i'm here to help talk soon and then the last email we get a high response to this one is hey dustin um uh, i'll take your not responding as a sort of back off signal i totally get it right now may not be the right time to buy for you but i just want you to know that whether you're looking to buy in two years, uh, in, in two months, six months, or two years, my team and I are here to help. In the meantime, I'm going to set you up with the HomeBot Monthly Market Digest. It'll help you explore the market based on what's most important to you. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch. And then that's it. You move them off of your seven-day aggressive drip campaign. You're delivering now a monthly item of value. And then you check in once a quarter. A quarter from now, you might say, uh, hey, Dustin, it's been a while since since we talked about buying a home. Are you still thinking of buying in Costa Mesa this year? Question mark. And in Follow Boss, you can use a merge field to show them, you know, five of the latest listings that they've maybe looked at on your website. That's so awesome. Um, if, they don't engage, if they don't engage or convert then, you put them on a six-month uh, re-nurture sequence. So I do this with my database. This is your version of doing it with your database. Once, uh, once every six months with my database... Um, I send one of two emails and it's just a cleanup email. I'm trying to clean house and delete any, um, inactive subscribers. Um, I'll say, I'll send an email that says open up or lose me forever or open up baby good stuff inside. And it's just like, Hey Dustin, it's been a while since you opened one of my emails. Here are some of the most impactful webinars that I've delivered or podcasts that I've recorded over the last, uh, two months. Um, I'm going to be cleaning house soon. If you want to stay on this email list, just click the link below. And if you don't, no hard feelings. Uh, wish you the very best. And then that's it. If they click, um, they stay opted in. If they don't, then I remove them from my list. And it's a way of, of keeping my open rates high, engagement level high, et cetera, et cetera. Right now, with every email that I send, I get about uh, 51, 54, 56% open rate. Um, that's pretty good for our industry. Like Those that's are pretty great. good industry averages. Yeah, anything over 40 um, is pretty solid. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you if if the the real estate version of this, it's um, sending a what we call a reengagement campaign. So, hey Dustin, it's been a while since you contacted me about buying a home. The market has changed, so I have interest rates, and I just wanted to reach out to share some of the latest updates and options for buyers. Uh, let me know when's a good time for us to chat. Otherwise, I'll try you in the morning. And then you send another follow up email, and then another follow up email. And the version of that not yet email, uh, it's the same one I used before. It's, hey, I'll take your respond, not responding as a sort of back off signal. 
uh, whether you're looking to buy two months, six months, or two years, I uh, want you to know I'm here to help. In fact, why don't you email me back your story? I look forward to hearing from you. And the reason we say, in fact, why don't you email me back your story? I look forward to hearing from you is because you've already tried the call to action of let's schedule an appointment to see what your buying or selling needs are. Let's schedule an appointment to see what your buying needs and selling aren't. And you've, you, you basically didn't hit. And it's because they right. don't have a buying or selling need right now. That CTA on that last email is different because I'm trying to uh, solicit a different response from them. I want to know, hey, what's going on in your life right now that is making this not an option for you? And so if you say, in fact, why don't you email me back your story? I look forward from hearing from you. What you're going to get is a ton of responses. And some of those are going to be, hey, Dustin, you know, it's really great hearing from you. Unfortunately, um, I'm sorry to say we already sold our house and we're happily living in Idaho now. Right. Or, or hey, um, you know, it's not that I'm not interested. I am. I just I'm waiting for my son to finish high school before we move over, blah, 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 you know. Uh, what'll happen is people will start to email you their life story. And that's also a great place to be. Um, great. Dude, Ricardo, this is, this is gold. And um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting us to go into like the, you know, what the drip campaigns look like and the verbiage and everything. I'm so glad you did uh, because this is a very common question. It's like, cool. I know I'm supposed to do drip campaigns, but what do they say? <laughs> uh, all, all that. And, and like, there's no magical words, but if, if you can get these concepts uh, dialed in, say it your own way, it, yep. it works better than if it's like this big long paragraph and a really shitty, uninteresting <laughs> subject line. You know, thousand percent terrible with subject lines. Um, it, all of this helps. So, R- Ricardo, this has been such a an educational episode. I'd love to have you back again and dive deeper. I mean, I we we have a hard stop at the top of the hour, so I hate to hate to stop you in the middle of this um, <laughs> all good all good yeah uh, but i want to make sure we we blow through the um the what are they called i want to call it the lightning round the the, uh, the, I can't the rapid remember. fire questions the rapid fire questions <laughs> thank you for remembering before me um yes and then we'll let everyone know where they can find you and learn more about you and follow up boss awesome. and all that and then we'll we'll wrap it up so ricardo either or you don't need to elaborate on these. Um, just pick one or the other. And then at the end, we'll let people know where they can find you and, and learn more from you personally. I'm Facebook or Instagram? Oh, Instagram, 1,000%. Yes. Instagram I didn't even or... Hesitate. No, you didn't. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram, for some reason. Can't get into TikTok. Books or podcasts? Although they do uh, share some good recipes. Books, sure. 100%. Physical book, hundred percent. Okay. Physical um, book. I don't. I don't know why. Um, and in podcasts, occasionally, if uh, but I have to listen to them on one and a half or two times speed. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't listen to podcasts or audiobooks <laughs> at less than one and a half. I'm like, I'm like, spit it out. Come on. <laughs> uh, rental properties or flipping? Oh, rental properties all the way. My my parents have owned uh, rental properties growing up. I, nice. I'm not handy with these hands. I, I yeah. can build, I can build the world's most complex funnels, but not flip a property. It's just not for me. Well, anyone that's held rental properties over the last decade is doing pretty well. Pretty well, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, uh, burgers or pizza? Dang, burgers. New York or L.A.? Ooh, I'm gonna say L.A. New York is the one city I've never visited. Really? And it's okay. because every time Inman, New York has come up, I've always had a paid opportunity somewhere else. Ah, I get it. I love New York, man. I mean, COVID made it just insane so, and I haven't been so back. So elusive. Since. Yeah. But we both need to go. Maybe, maybe we'll go at the same time. <laughs> um, NFL or NBA? Oh, NBA. Uh, basketball or football? Basketball. Okay. Mountains Played or beach? basketball growing up. Uh, mountains. I think okay. I hate the sand. I hate the dirtiness of like having to wash your car after being at the beach all day. Fair enough. But I, will, I would love to go snowboarding, maybe mountain biking. 
I don't enjoy mountain biking as much as snowboarding. Love it. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Uber or Lyft? <laughs> There's a new show on uh, Showtime uh, talking about Uber and Lyft. I forget the name of it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Uber. I need to watch that. That looks good. Uh, last one Gary V or Grant Cardone? <laughs> that is so funny. Um, I'm going to go Gary V. Right on. I'm with you. Ricardo, where can people find you and follow you and, you know, hear more of your, your expertise and brilliance? That's awesome. Um, I write and, uh, record or deliver published podcast episodes over at ricardobueno.com. Nice. Um, I'll give you a link to the scripts that I shared with you. Uh, those are at followup.link. So followup.link. Okay. You can download those there. We'll add and, those to the show uh, notes as well. You wanna... Yeah, yeah. And if you want to learn more about Follow Boss, what we do, how we do it, uh, that one's easy too. Just go to followupboss.com. There you go. There you go. Uh, Ricardo, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate um, you know you personally. I appreciate Follow Up Boss. You guys have been great partners of this show and of agents in our industry. It's just an amazing platform and tool. Um, I'll definitely have you back so we can dive deeper on some of the stuff we were we were just getting into there at the end. But I, I awesome, appreciate man. it so much, man. Oh, thank you, and thank you, guys. Absolutely. Talk soon. All right, guys. Make sure you go over to the show notes. Click on the links. Follow Ricardo on social. Go to his. Uh, go to his website. He's somebody that you're going to want to follow because he puts out such great stuff as you saw right there. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. This is this was an exciting episode. I wish we could have gone for an extra hour, but we ran into a hard stop there at the end and I had to cut it short at the worst possible time. I wanted to just let him keep rolling because it was pure gold, but we'll have him back. We'll, we will definitely have him back, but make sure if you connect with him or when you connect with him that you reach out and just thank him for coming on the show. Let him know that, that you heard about him or came across him on the Massive Agent Podcast. I think he'd uh, he'd appreciate that um, and show him some love. You know, go go follow him and and connect with him. I appreciate you guys listening so much. If you if you found value in this episode or any of our other shows, please share it with some someone else in the industry. Share it with your agent partners. Share it with your broker. Share it with your team. Share it with your, your friends within your brokerage. Share it on your story. Share it in a Facebook group. Just help other agents discover something that you just found helpful. Don't keep it to yourself. It, it's really cool when you can pass it on, pay it forward, and help other agents to grow and succeed as well. So, uh, and when you do that, you're helping me out. You're helping the show out by helping us grow and reach a larger audience. Appreciate you guys so much for listening. Please take action on what you learned today. And if you if you want to see what Follow Up Boss is all about, and you know, check out some of these features that Ricardo was talking about. They're giving you a 30 day free trial, no credit card required. You don't need to put in your credit card, which is amazing. Just go try it for 30 days. The only way to get that trial is to go to massiveagentpodcast.com/followupboss and they'll hook you up. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with another episode of the Massive Agent Podcast. Take care.